live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods, moving and storage studio. It's the Ramsey Show, where America hangs out to have a conversation about your life, your work, and your relationships, really just about everything. I'm John Deloney, joined here by my good friend, George Camel, and we're taking your calls at 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Let's go to Robert in Georgia. What's up, Robert? Hey, good afternoon. Good afternoon to you. What's up? Oh, well, first of all, I'd like to say thanks for y'all's uh, devotion to helping people with money and stuff. I've been a long-time listener, and uh, i got a question here to maybe get some guidance. You got it. What's up, man? So, all right. So recently, I've been divorced, still kind of going through the legal process due to an appeal. However, uh, recently sold the marital home, and I now have half the profits. I'm debt-free, and I'm renting right now, and I'm wondering, should I think about taking that money from the sale of the house and buying another property, or should I rent for a while? And I totally get that house prices are probably not going to be going down anytime soon, so I don't know. I just Tell me about this. On it. Tell me about the legal appeal. Um, yeah, so basically, the the everything was finalized, and... I got uh, custody, primary custody and everything, and basically my ex came in and appealed everything. And if you know anything about legal stuff, it takes forever. Yep. So <laughs> so we're uh, uh, waiting on hearing back the results from the appeals court now. How long has this divorce process been going on? Uh, it started uh, 2020, and... Um, the appeal was filed, so you know it took about a year to go through the whole process for the <clears throat> local court, and then the appeal was filed after the final hearing. And um, did they accept so the appeal? They accept the appeal. So the appeal has been was filed earlier, you know, was, and so some we're hoping sometime this fall we'll have the outcome of the appeal. Okay, uh, George, you can weigh in here. I I I would not do anything until that's over. What I'd hate for you to do. Okay. You got little ones involved. Yes. How old? Yes. Uh, twins are six. Okay, jeez, Louise, man. Yep. Um. So yeah, I. A worst case scenario would be you take this money, you put a down payment on a place for you and the two little ones, and you start building a life. And suddenly, come November, some judge that who knows what they're gonna say. Um, right. You end up having to sell this house and fork over some more money. If whatever, who knows what's gonna happen? I don't want to get into the legal stuff, but. I would, if I'm you, I'm just, I can't give you legal advice. I'll just tell you just, if I'm in your exact same situation and my two little kids and we're figuring out, I'm going to live in an apartment and we're going to have a blast and we're going to play at the park until this whole thing has a period at the end of the sentence. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what I've been thinking. Um, cause I was like, there's no, there's no, I, I, I don't have a rush to do anything right now, yeah. but at the same time too, I was like, uh, oh, you know, maybe I'm letting all the people, the hysteria of the housing market get in my mind, even though I know. I'm less worried about the real estate market. I'm more worried about Robert and this situation and the yeah. family. And so the market's going to do what it's going to do. And you're debt free and you got a big pile of cash. You're going to be all right. right. Regardless of that, the house you wanted is 10 or 15 grand more than it was a year ago. So, yeah, I'm with John on this. We're pausing. We're going to keep renting until the smoke clears. And then with our new normal, we're going to decide, all right, we got 200 grand. We're going to get into a house. How much money is this? Uh, it's uh, a little over 100 grand. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yep. I'm just gonna park that yep. in a high yield savings account and let it grow at one or two percent. Real boring, but it's gonna be the best thing for you for you right now. All right. Now I did hear the other day they were talking about there were some 
treasury bond or something like that i could get oh, into i bonds might... yeah no i wouldn't i wouldn't mess with those you can only put like 10 grand in a year and it's affected by inflation and interest rates and so you're not going to make you're going to make pennies on that 100 grand by trying to do the i bonds and it's going right. to lock your money right. up and if you sell them too early there's penalties i wouldn't mess with it man you'll be all right yep stay flexible yeah, yeah, that's right. Stay liquid, baby. Hey, so yeah, okay. <laughs> that's one of the worst. Brand new sentence. Stay liquid, baby. That's yeah, I, I immediately like regretted that as yeah. soon as it left my. Hey, mouth. listen, Robert. As long as you live, never repeat that. That's just not going to be good for anybody. Good wisdom. <laughs> um, hey, uh, one of the ways that I uh, in, in a previous caller in, in a in a, um, in a recent show um, I had a similar discussion. Um, one of the ways I try to stave off anxiety and I try to stave off uh, what comes next, what comes next is being busy and trying That's to right. go out and solve and do and do and solve and achieve and get and solve. And so I really want to challenge you in this season. Okay. Uh, this The smoke is cleared for all intents and purposes, right? You kind of know this right. is what it's going to be like unless something wild happens. Um Focus on building a new planet that doesn't have to do with um, a home. It has to do with your relationship with you and your girls because they've been through it, right? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It's been a messy yeah. couple of years. And so spend your energy there, man, and make a piece, have some fun out at the parks and going fishing and doing those things and um, getting those kids in first and second grade and focus there. And then when the smoke clears on this thing, then you then all be in a position to say, hey, what comes, what comes next? That'd be fantastic. All right. Let's go to Ross in... Boston. What's up, Ross? What's going on? Thank you for taking my call. Of course, man. What's up? So um, I just have a question. So a little bit of a backstory. So I am 27. I'm a traveling nurse. Um, I've been listening to the show for the past year. I've read Dave's book. Um, and I've recently been able to pay off my student my student loans, my car payment, and all of my credit cards. Heck yeah. Um, now, with, without the debt, thank you. Um, now, without um, this debt that I have, um, I have all this money now that I'm uh, that I am making, and I don't know what I should be putting it towards. This is a great problem. So you were throwing away at lenders, and they're like, wait, now it's with me. Wh- what do I do? Hot potato. Right. So what are your future goals? Are you renting right now? Do you have a, a car that you like? Um, so right now I am renting. Um, I do have a car that I have now, but I don't have any plans to purchase a car cause I'm enjoying not having a car payment. Um, so I'm just looking to see what I should do with some money. So right now on um, my financial situation is I've got $25,000 in a, in a, a savings account, about $15,000 in an investment account. Um, and then about $10,000 in a, in a, a 401k. Okay. So that 25k, that's gotta be your emergency fund and maybe a little extra. Yes, I am a big time uh, saver, so um, I just plan to have about a year of um, a, a, a a cushion, I should say. Great. Well, at 27 with a great income like yours, and you have a fully funded emergency fund, I'm going to be investing 15% of my income. You may be doing more than that right now, are you? Or are you doing 15? Yes, I'm actually doing 15 to 20. Aha. All right, let's dial that back to 15. You're 27. You're going to be a multimillionaire, and we have other goals right now because you don't own a home. And so let's start maybe saving up for a down payment with every extra penny that's coming in. And maybe two, three years from now, we can afford a place in Boston and it's probably going to be like a condo, right? (laughs) My brother's got a condo in Boston and it's insane. It's like 300 square feet and it's like, and that'll be a million dollars, sir. (laughs) So that would be my next goal for you, Ross, is uh, home ownership. And, you know, with rent going up and up and up, I'd love for you to have a fixed rate expense there. 
with that mortgage. And as a 27-year-old man, you are hitting the road and you're going to have all these adventures. There's going to come a moment when you want your own place and you want to settle down and start getting some roots. And so I love that. Way to go paying off debt, dude. Yeah, Not waiting on student it. loan forgiveness. Ross is just getting Anytime after Anytime somebody says, I'm a traveling nurse, my first thought is, you're rich. Such a great gig. Awesome. Man. Thank you for your, your commitment to our communities. We'll be right back. This is The Ramsey Show. I'm John Deloney, joined by George Camel. We're taking your calls at 888-825-5225. Let's go out to George in Gainesville, Florida. What's up, Brother George? Hey, how you guys doing? Thank you for taking my call. You got it, man. What's up? Hey, so I just found out that I'm being sued for my debt collector, and I just have no idea how to approach any of this. There's already a hearing date for next month on the 11th. Um, I'm just pretty scared. I'm not going to lie. I know it's not going to be the end of the world, but I just don't know what to do. That's, pr- well, I'll let George walk you through the letters. It's probably not a, a true hearing date, but why Why aren't you paying off your debts? Well, so this debt was about, it was, it's a Best Buy credit card from about two and a half years ago, probably. Um, why didn't you pay it off? Oh, say it again? Why didn't you pay it off? Um, just straight up, I just couldn't afford it. Um, I, I'm 24 now. I pretty much had to grow up on my own at the age of 18. So, um, everything's been at my own expense, almost kind of paycheck to paycheck since then. Um, and I, I was making the minimum payments every month and then COVID kind of hit and my hours were affected a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, I made $8,000 last year, all of last year. Um, and I was still able to make it paying my rent and utility bills, but I just, that was it. I couldn't really pay any of my credit card stuff. And what other debt now, do you have? Uh, just so I have the credit card debt. Um, I have student loan debt and uh, car debt. Okay, hey, we're we're gonna get into your question, okay? But but like, can we just pretend you and me and George are sitting on a table having some nachos, just talking, so I can be direct with you? Yeah, yeah. Why are you making eight thousand dollars in one calendar year? during one of the hottest job markets in the history of this country. Yeah, I just, um, I didn't have a car until this uh, past February. And um, I just, to be honest with you, I just couldn't find me to transportation. So I stuck, I was looking at Publix for about five years. I don't, and, hey, um, I, George, I don't think I believe that. Because I've had seasons in my life where I have to ride my bike to work. I was married with a kid, but my truck broke. Like, you figure it out when you find yourself up against the wall. Yeah. Like, what, what's the what's the holdup, man? You're worth more than $8,000. You're worth five times well, that much. Now, I'm actually starting uh, January, this past January. I just started working full-time for my church. Um, so, that, this is the first time. And So, what do you make now? That I, I make um, seventeen fifty an hour. Okay. 
Well, are you done making excuses? Because we can't help you until yeah, you're ready done with to that. clear this up, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Okay, the civil suit, like you mentioned, is not the end of the world, but we do have to get it in writing. So I need you to actually. Well, let's tell what happened here. So a, a company bought bad debt for pennies on the dollar from Best Buy. Okay, they sold. You owed them how much? How much was the original debt? I don't know what the original, but the the amount they have on all the papers is twenty seven hundred dollars. Okay, so you probably owed fifteen hundred bucks. They sold it for five hundred, and then they've tacked on a whole bunch of fees and interest. And they they send you a letter and say, "Give us twenty seven hundred dollars." That's what they're doing. Okay, so they've bought this debt for way less than twenty seven hundred bucks, and now their goal is to see how much they can extract from you. Okay. Yeah. So, George, starting today, number one, debt is off the table. Do you have any more credit cards that are open? No. Okay. We're not going to touch debt ever again. Yeah. Agree with that? Yeah. Clearly, it's not your friend. It's burnt you too many times in the past. So, going forward, we need to actually communicate and take our head out of the sand and go, all right, this sucks. I don't like where I'm at, but I'm going to communicate openly and honestly with this debt collector and say... I need this in writing. I need you to confirm the debt, confirm the amounts, the age of the debt. And if they can't produce that, then they they have to throw it uh, out legally. But they probably will say, here it is, Best Buy. Here's the purchases you made. Here's how much debt. Here's the fees. And then we go, okay, this sucks. And now I have to go figure out a way to pay for this. Or do you have $500? No, it's $2,700. Do you have $1,500 cash? No, not late. What kind of car do you drive? I have a 2014 Kia Forte. Okay. Okay. What's the loan on that? Um, it was about nine ninety nine out the door. Ninety nine hundred. Yeah, ninety nine hundred, and I paid four thousand uh, down payment. So you have six k on the loan. Uh, a little bit under five, probably now. Okay. Pay it down. So we're going to list all these debts, smallest to largest. you got to deal with this one in collections first because the law is involved. This is an ankle biter. But beyond that, if they're willing to settle, let's say 1500 bucks, that's great. And they may go, all right, we're going to drop the hearing date. This guy's actually willing to pay us some money. Yeah, and that's what, if you call them and say, I'll give you $1,500 today. That's what I've got. Or I've got $980. That's probably going to be too too much of a cut for them. But I got 980 bucks. I got cash. I'll do it right now. You guys send me a contract in writing that says this will guarantee this and I will get you paid. Under no circumstances do you give them access to your checking account. They'll say, oh, I'll do it, but you got to give me your checking account number. No way. If they call them and ask them if they will settle this thing. My, our friend Anthony O'Neill t- t- used to work collections and he said it's best to call at the very end of the month, but you may have a hearing date before that. So, um, But call them and just... Say, I'll give you this much. I'll give you 25%. I'll give you 50%. I got cash, and I'm going to make this thing happen. Okay? And then, go ahead, George. No, I mean, that's this is the strategy here. There's no shortcut, George. We just have to pay off our debts that we went into and learn from the mistakes. So, what, what are you doing for the church, George? I work uh, for facilities, so just maintaining the church in a general sense. What are your hours? I work for, I'm a full-time, so I work 40 hours a week now. What are your hours? Eight to five? Oh, uh, 7 to 3, Monday through Friday. 7 to 3. How old are you? 24. 24. You've had a rough go of it, huh? Childhood was hard? Very, yeah. Okay. Listen to me super carefully. You're at a crossroads right now. 
and I spent my career working with young people, okay? I've, I'm looking directly at you. You're at a crossroads right now, and you have an opportunity to change everything. Your family tree changed the lives of grandkids you've never met yet. You have the opportunity to work like a maniac for the next 36 months. When you get off your job at three, you go directly to another job. And you get done with that job, you're going to deliver pizzas or drive Uber until 12 o'clock at night. You're going to get up next morning and do it again. And you're going to get yourself something you've never had, which is financial margin. And then you're going to start doing things you've never done before, like sleep the whole night. And be able to pay your rent and not worry about it. Be able to take somebody out on a date and just pay for it and not worry about it. Does that sound good? Yeah. It's a different yeah. life. But I also tell you this. If you just park it and you get done at 3 o'clock and you go home and play video games, you're going to find yourself right back where we were. That's my promise to you. I've just met too many guys in your situation. You've got a magic moment here, dude, but it's going to take you grinding and working. Grinding and working, yeah. grinding and working. So here's the deal. George and I are going to are going to shoot you out of this thing with jet fuel, okay? I'm going to give you a year of uh, Ramsey Plus. I'm going to send you a copy of Total Money Makeover, and I'm going to send you the Every Dollar app for a year. I've just taken away every excuse you have, and I want you to watch these videos, and if you've got some buddies that would watch them with you, that'd be even better. Is that fair? Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Could you go th- through it with some people at the church and say, hey, who wants to do Financial Peace University with me? Because you can't do this stuff alone. you got to have people in your corner. Yeah, I get my girlfriend to do it with me. Perfect. Somebody. And get some men in your life that are 5 and 10 and 15 years ahead of you. Will you do that? Yeah. You cannot walk this thing alone, but brother, you are at a crossroads, and I can't wait to hear from you in three or four years. When you owe nobody anything, you're getting married, you've got a full-time job, making $80,000 a year, you're out of school, whatever the thing is, man. You can do anything, but you got to start. Go make it happen. We'll be right back. This is The Ramsey Show. I'm Ramsey personality George Campbell, joined by my colleague and good friend, Dr. John Deloney. Open phones this hour, 888-825-5225. Charles joins us up next in Dallas, Texas. Charles, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Appreciate y'all. Happy to take it. What's going on? Uh, yeah, I got a, a kind of an unfortunate incident um, happened with my, my parents. Uh, my mother got uh, a scam call. I'm sure the one everybody's been hearing about, they called her and, you know, threat, you know, scared her into like, logging into it, giving her access to her computer and all this stuff. Well, long story short, she goes to a um, couple of stores to get some gift cards and uh, she, she's out a couple grand. Um, well, I'm in, I'm in the tech space. And as soon as she called me and I was kind of onto what was happening, I said, I don't know who else you're talking to hang up the phone right now. 
but um, damage had kind of already been done at that point. But um, been in touch with the uh, you know FTC and those proper channels. But you know after the fact, I'm kind of like, well, really can't determine what information since they were in her computer, what information they may have gotten. Um, and so I'm just kind of looking for some type of uh, path forward just to give the, my parents some peace of mind, whether it's you know a LifeLock type uh, product like that, just in case they did get a, get a hold of some type of information, you know, so you know, a couple of years down the road, you know, if it flags, you know, just kind of looking for some path forward post events um, going forward. So I don't think they had any type of identity, um, you know, insurance or anything like that up front. Um, it's all kind of after the fact. So, man, I'm so sorry to hear that. That's a bummer. Um, we yeah, do have, and I, and I, mm-hmm. there is a restoration service through Xander, uh, identity theft protection and Dave actually he covers every single Ramsey team member with that and I actually went through identity theft soon after I started working here and it was a, a game changer to have that in place but there are restoration services through Xander that you can check out to help get kind of her life back and make sure that this there's no further damage being done uh, so I actually I covered this on a Ramsey Solutions article there's like 12 things on there obviously asking for a fraud alert to be placed on credit reco- uh, reports on those accounts and freezing mm-hmm. those? Has she done that? Uh, I believe so. I think she's gotten in touch with, you know, all the credit cards. Uh, they, unfortunately, uh, there's more than, there's more than one. <laughs> there's mm-hmm. more than a few, but, um, I has think she she's filed a police report. I believe, I, I don't know if she's gotten to that point yet. It was first cancel credit cards, uh, uh gift card provider, then to STC. Um, we kind of saved that for, not for last, but just kind of like what much they were going to be able to do, you know, I would uh, just look in the in the Dallas area, so. file one with your local police. They may have a way to do it online. But what happened to me, I met up with a police officer locally, and uh, that really helped to have that official report because you can use that when it comes to collections and things like that. There's a legitimate uh, piece of information out there saying that this happened. Uh, obviously, you mentioned okay. the FTC. You filed a report with them. And then obviously monitoring every single dollar coming in and going out of her accounts. And canceling yeah, and all cards, getting new cards, all of that new bank account—that's a step you could take as well. Yeah, they're, they're already I already got them on to you know doing all of those things. Um, fortunate thing—they're um, very very old school. They don't even have online banking, which in this scenario really <laughs> saved. That's saved what I'm them. talking um, about. Oh yeah, take that, so, Gen Z. That's right. I yeah. I wrote a check the other day and I felt right about it. So good good for yeah. them. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I love it. Yeah, well, I appreciate, appreciate the advice, guys. Um, just kind of want that you know peace of mind going forward, and I think you will definitely help me there. Yeah, And I, I would check out Xander's ID Theft Protection. It's a great product. Again, we have it on all of the Ramsey team members here. Uh, and there's a lot of things you can do. Obviously, they're, they're not super tech savvy, so that helps. But as just a rule of thumb, just don't answer calls from people you don't know and then go and do money orders from Western Union and go buy gift cards. You know, have some common sense, but they use a lot of fear tactics and urgency. And some folks here at Ramsey recently uh, had to deal with some scams, and they are very savvy now. I mean, they can fake, they can spoof numbers, and they can spoof the sheriff's department, and the voices sound real. And so you've always got to take a pause, be very skeptical when it comes to these calls, and always they go oh we wouldn't call you to collect no it doesn't work like that whenever you actually call that place that says you owe money to so there's a lot of things she can do for the future but this is one of those you categorize as stupid tax and you learn from it and you move on yeah uh and you know i've you know i'm i'm actually in the it world and i've preached it to her and 
she's so vid like they don't even online banking. Like she's usually always so vigilant, and of course she's just kind of traumatized now. But yeah, uh, I just couldn't believe, uh, you know, not that she fell for it, but it's like it can happen to anybody. Like they've gotten so sophisticated. Um, it's really, it's really scary. Yeah. And there's a lot of shame and guilt that come along with that, where you beat yourself up going, how was I so done? Listen, she's, I'm sure she's a smart woman. This can happen to literally anyone. Uh, but she's learned her lesson and I hope that folks listening, call your parents and tell them about this and say, Hey, (laughs) don't answer calls from random people. Don't go get gift cards. If it sounds fishy, hang up and say, Hey, I'm going to go to the website for that place and I'll call that number and if they start to get angry that's how you know it's a scam and just hang up well and or say hey if anyone ever calls you for money have them call me and I'll be happy to do that for you and I will handle it that's right oh that's a bummer man thanks for the call Pablo joins us up next in Ontario Canada Pablo welcome to the show George John what's shaking guys we're just south of the border living our life man how are you doing oh live the dream you know how it is What's we're, going we're on? We're way south of the border. Way George is, is not an excellent geography student. It's just south. It's cool. I never said how far south. You said. All right. <laughs> What's All right. up, Pablo? This is about Pablo. What's going that. on, man? I, I got a question, gentlemen. Um, if I got the cash to pay off my mortgage, do I pay it or do I keep investing? What are you currently investing? Um, in terms of value? Uh, Percentage wise of your income. Um. No income at the moment, but uh, last two years has been very well for me. Did and, you get laid uh, off or did you quit? Uh, I got laid off. Okay. What do you, what's your trade? What do you do? Um, I was uh, electrical technologist here. Okay. How long have um, you been unemployed? About a year. Why? Uh some health reasons and a few other things that okay. uh, happened. Okay. But so how much is left on this mortgage? 324. And you have that in cash? I purchased the home just before COVID as a new build. Um, and it took about six to eight months to build. So in that meantime, I was selling rental properties. So you had some and profits from those sales that you've been just stocking away in the bank. Exactly. Okay. So within within a year or two, my personal home just tripled. And uh, so I just pocketed that cash waiting for um, my investments to go up. Luckily, I cashed out at a good time. So how um, much money do you have in liquid cash? Well over a million. Wow. Yeah, dude, pay off the yes, house today. pay off your house yesterday. What, what do you mean by keep investing? Well, do I do I just keep... All my RSPs are maxed out. All my TFSAs are maxed out. Um, I'm just wondering, it sounds like you can do both with this level of cash. You're going to continue to invest. This home payoff is not going to hold you back that much. Yeah, that's kind of my problem is do I pay off the mortgage, invest the rest, and... It sounds like you just love yeah. investing and seeing money grow, and so to put it on the house, yeah. you feel like, well, that doesn't make sense. I could see this money grow at 10%. Exactly. That's my issue. Okay, yeah. so so here's the deal. You made a killing off one off the other side of the market, didn't you? Mm-hmm. There's a comes a moment when you keep not dealing with the risk side of that teeter-totter that you become 
the person who somebody else makes a whole bunch of money off of. So what that means is get rid of all of your risk. You're going to sleep so good take your, with no take mortgage, your mortgage off the table, man. Like that, what are yeah, you doing, man? That's your sleeping. That's a, a, it's a it's a sleep tax, man. Pay it, dude. Sleep. It, that's not even a big part of your world, dude. You got this, Pablo. You know what to do. And uh, I'm telling you, there's nothing like having a paid-for house. And you've got plenty of other money to invest. You're going to be multimillionaire. Sounds like you already are. You're doing great. Good problem to have. Thanks for the call. This is The Ramsey Show. Today's scripture of the day is Isaiah 45, 3. I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden wealth of secret places, so that you may know that it is I, the Lord, the God of Israel, who calls you by your name. Oscar Wilde says, what seems to us as bitter trials are often blessings in disguise. Where'd it go, Oscar? George, I don't know if I told you this off air. I was talking to Dave about it the other day on air. Uh, Rachel Cruz and I were doing the show a few weeks ago, maybe it was a week ago. And I was, wasn't paying attention, and she didn't say the scripture of the day is. So I just started hearing, I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden wealth. And I was like, oh, no. Had no clue what was happening. And I was like, Rachel's talking. Whoa. Suddenly she's, she's losing talking it. in <laughs> Middle English or in King James, something or other. Anyway, that's it. Uh, let's go to Taylor in Knoxville. That was a terrible transition. Good story. <laughs> We're working on that. Good story, Deloney. Let's go to Taylor in Knoxville. What's up, Taylor? Hey, how are you today? I was good up until that last transition there, and I blew it. So we can get back on track here. What's up? Super great. Hey, well, I wanted to get y'all's advice on something um, me and my husband have been going through. Um, And basically, my husband immigrated here to America um, as as an adult. He came here for school. Uh, We've been married for three years now. And we are struggling and need advice on facilitating a conversation with his family that still is living in South America, his home country, um, to really facilitate a conversation with them so that we're not left paying for them and their living expenses, which is what we're doing. We are supporting them. Okay. Is... um in a number of South American um, cultures, that's that's expected. That's a norm. Um, yep. Is this something that your husband feels like he's ready to part ways with? So, as a pack, like when we were getting married, when we were preparing for marriage, we had the conversation, and I knew that his mom would need to be supported. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's totally fine. And that's something that we are prepared to do. Um, it has gone to a place now where we're supporting more than just his mom. And I want to say that my husband is the baby of all his siblings, mm-hmm. and he's supporting four siblings at okay. this point. So let me um, let me ask so my question in a different way. In, yeah. 
mm-hmm. you said we. Are mm-hmm. you done with this, or is he done with this too? He's done with it too, um, and it really started at the first of the year. We had kind of a, a blowout with the family that kind of spurred him realizing how done with it he was. Um, I've I come from a different place. I'm trying to be more patient. I'm an only child, okay. and the differences there are stark. Yes. I'm trying to be more giving, but I'm also trying to get us in a place where they can be self-sustaining so we can be separate in our own way. Sure. Um, so you're dealing with some financial realities and some birth order realities and some just cultural differences, right? Which is common yeah. and normal and can be confusing and frustrating and super fun, all that all mixed into one. Um, ultimately, the question you're asking is as simple as, here is what we as a married couple will agree to send away from our home to care for your family. And we will send this much. And that's what we have to send. The rest of it, we're going to give every dollar a name. The rest of it is going to go to paying our debts off, to buying us a home, to providing some stability for our family unit here in um, the United States. And whatever number you agree on is probably going to be way less than he feels comfortable. And that doesn't mean that he feels that it's wrong, but he's going to wish he had more money to send home to take care of everybody. Okay. And it's probably going to be more than you would like to, because you'd like to keep all the money you make. Right. And we're going to agree on a number and then we're not going to fight about it anymore. And then here's the deal. You cannot make his family self-reliant. That's a choice they have to make. Um, You can't make him feel less guilty. He's going to feel some guilt because his life is going to look different than his brothers and his sisters and his family. Okay. What -hmm. you can do is y'all agree on this thing together and you can support each other as you experience these ups and downs. Does that sound fair? It sounds fair. Um, there's not. Let me say this. There's not a conversation you're going to have with his family that's going to go well. Okay. That doesn't. That won't exist. He, there's not a magic line that he, he's going to call he, him and be like, "I decided they're going to go." Oh, okay, cool. That's not going to happen. Right. He's tried to have conversations and tried to explain with his siblings. Like his siblings are just a few years older than him, but like I said, he's the baby, mm-hmm. and those conversations as well-intentioned as they are, they end with him being a villain Mm -hmm. in their eyes. And it's very emotional and it's very, well, what are we going to do? So at some point you have to stop having a conversation because it's not fruitful. Yeah. One of my core tenants is only speak if you can be heard. And right now his family has proven to him. He can't be heard. They're going to yeah. keep beating him down and beating him down until they get what they want from him, which is not his relationship. It's his money. Yeah, if the relationship is hinging on a paycheck, then there was no relationship. So if this money stops and they decide to disown him, that's something you guys have to own and move on as a boundary and go, all right, that sucks that we can't be family anymore, but this can't continue because they're taking advantage of him at this point. This is not generosity. Right. It's all, It's yeah. almost, it's- yeah. It's gotten to the point where, well, it's been at this point for a long time um, that we don't call to check in on them because we're just waiting for them to call with whatever the new drama is 
and that's not a place that we want to be in. We are but, trying to but, have family moments together. But you don't but, get to choose those moments. Okay. There, a plug, like uh, the end of an outlet, like the end of a, an extension cord has to have a plug that will receive it for the electricity to channel through. And you could be the greatest end of an extension cord, but if you're just trying to jam it into a wall, it won't go in there if there's no plug that will receive it. And if they want $2,500 of your money every month and you've decided we can afford 500 bucks to, to send to support grandma and a couple of other nicks and necks or to support mom, that's what you can do. And if they don't want to be in relationship to you, then that's their choice. And that's for you to grieve and be upset about. But what you're not owning is that you control the other side of this thing. You, at some point, you have to accept and make peace that somebody wants to be in a relationship with you only as much as you will give them cash. Yeah. And that's heartbreaking and it stinks because that's not the way that we want it to be in our hearts and minds. We want all of our families to get along and have great memories and adventures and we're going to go visit there and they're going to come visit here. And the reality is it doesn't often work like that in families. How much are you sending every month, Taylor, total? So right now, um, because mom and sister live together, we're sending $400. Um, it, it pays for their apartment and their bills. Let's back up. I want to back and, up real quick. I want to back up. I want to back up. It's mm-hmm. nothing to do with mom or sister. That's not why you're sending money. You're sending money yeah. because y'all are choosing to send $400. Okay. I think we're, cho- I mean, I don't even know if we're choosing because the sustainability of life there is, is, a whole lot different than it is here. Exactly. That's something that I also struggle to understand is because I mean, for our relationship to continue it, like it, we have been having a relationship with them as we pay for their planes to come up here and visit us. They just stayed with us for two months um, through the holidays. But if you're broke and you can't eat and you can't pay your rent, then that's going to get cut off eventually anyway. I'd much rather see you guys build a sustainable financial life for yourselves so that you can give when you're able to. But right now you're not able to and it's causing a lot of problems in your home, okay? Decide what you're going to send and send it and if they don't want to be a part of your life, it stinks, I know, but you got to grieve it and you got to be about making something new. I want to thank Kelly, James, Ben, Zach, Andrew, Austin, Kelly, Will, Zach, everybody in the booth and my best friend in the world, George Camel. And you, America. Hey, it's John Deloney, co-host of The Ramsey Show. Did you know over 18 million people listen to The Ramsey Show every week? A lot of those people listen on one of our 600-plus radio stations across the country. To find a station near you, go to RamseySolutions.com slash show. If you enjoy this podcast, you should check out other great podcasts from the Ramsey Network, like The Rachel Cruz Show. Money should be fun, not stressful. I'm Rachel Cruz, and I'll show you practical tips on how to save money in your everyday life and get out of debt even faster on The Rachel Cruz Show. I'll show you that you can take control of your money and create a life you love. Listen to The Rachel Cruz Show wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.